What is author marketing mastery through optimization, you ask? I'm going to tell you. It's the best way for us authors to make a living selling our books. Are you tired of hearing gurus tell you your book is only good enough to be a lead magnet for services? Are you tired of feeling like you have to be a slave to social media and then frustrated when that time doesn't actually help you sell books? I was too, until I found Ammo. Ammo is the only program that reliably produces results and it works for anyone. Is it hard work? You bet. Do you have to overcome some of your own prejudices to make Ammo work for you? Absolutely. But rather than being another program that rah-rah shish-goombahs tries to get you emotionally excited only to offer unclear methods, Ammo shows you how to design profitable ads step-by-step through a unique, never-before-tested formula. The founder, Steve Piper, is a data-loving, formula-driven author who escaped the kingdom of Amazon to build a platform for himself where he sold directly to his readers and built a loyal following. With Ammo, you know who's reading your books, how to contact them, and what they want to read next. If you've always been frustrated with Amazon's wall of mystery, of not knowing who's reading your books, of losing 50 to 70% of the hard-earned money you make through book sales, Ammo solves all of those problems by putting you in the driver's seat and showing you how to fulfill your books directly to your readerships. Click the link in the show notes to learn more. Today's episode is like a time machine, and it's going to work in reverse because I am talking to you after the Cincinnati Comic Expo on Friday. No, I am talking to you on Friday prior to the Monday that I will drop this episode. There is going to be about 13 minutes of a recording I made on the highway. I was being completely safe and hands-free using my phone to make the recording. And so you'll notice that the quality is lower than what you're hearing right now for that 13-minute segment. I'm going to be honest. I thought about not including it in the podcast for a couple of reasons. One, you know that I just dropped an episode this past Monday about some struggles that I was having. And so I thought, wow, it feels really strange to give you a 13-minute episode where I'm talking about feeling triumphant and victorious, and then you realizing that roughly a week after that, I got pretty down in the dumps. But reality is, that's life. We make decisions, and those decisions have impacts on our lives. And so, yes, I went to the Cincinnati Comic Expo. I had an amazing experience there. Uh, I still think I'm going to put together something cohesive about the whole experience, but the best way probably to do that is to get David and Lydia together on a podcast with me. Um, They'll just have so much more linear thought process for how to extract the, the wealth out of what we experienced. So I'll get that lined up for you. I can't guarantee when they're very busy, but that's, that's kind of my plan right now is to, hold off on a really big deep dive into the Comic Expo, what I can tell you, and I think I've said it already, is that if you are an author who's self-published and can afford to go to expos, it is a huge selling opportunity. I can't tell you the number of people that approach the table throughout the three-day 
uh, expo that were super fans, people who owned t-shirts, mugs, all the books, and just were talking and talking and talking to, to Lydia especially. It was a really eye-opening experience that if you want to build those super fans who read everything that you write, a quick way to do that is to meet them at an expo and rub elbows with them. The reason I want to front load this episode, well, two reasons is I, I guess I do want to drill down to just a little bit the the ups and downs. I want to say first and foremost uh, that it is absolutely true. Everything I say in the 13-minute time machine part of this episode is true. It doesn't change because I had a bad week. It doesn't change because uh, things were going poorly for me. I also want to double down on some of the woo-woo. Um, you'll, you'll hear it and put it in context, but there was a day last week where I had zero sales. This is TRBM a podcast for authors who are serious about earning a full-time living selling books to readers. I'm the host, Jody J. Sperling, and each episode, I'll share with you practical tips on marketing and selling your books. And I won't hold anything back. Sometimes I fail. Every time I do, you'll know it. Sometimes I succeed. And when I do, I'll give you my step-by-step replay so you can succeed too. Thanks for listening. It was the first day that I've had zero sales uh, in memory. I've been selling at least a set of books every single day. Uh, so that was $58 that I just flushed down the drain. The very next day, I woke up uh, and I had had a conversation. Nope, I need to correct myself. It was a couple days later. So the day I had zero sales was the day that I made the decision that I needed to put drink away. And I wanna explain a little bit of that as well because I think that there's some nuance, some value coming here if there are any addicts or people with addictive tendencies listening. Um, Wow, it's really hard to be linear right now. There's so much coming at me so fast. Uh, I had zero sales and I, I firmly and wholly believe that that has to do with the disruption in my own heart and my own thinking. Um, You might think it's just coincidence and that's fine. You know, I mean, you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I continue to get weirder and weirder (laughs) into all of this uh, like mystical energy stuff. So if that, it doesn't suit you well, I completely understand. But um, yeah, judge for yourself, zero sales. I had very few sales uh, the other days of the week, maybe one, maybe two. on a $58 budget, I was losing money pretty quickly doing that. And I was wrestling with myself and I was trying to tell myself, you know, it's, it's all BS, you know, blah, 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 blah. But something was different. And, uh, when I, when I was going for a walk with my wife one evening, um, I had a a mug of beer with me. I was good and drunk. Um, good things, by the way, do happen when you're good and drunk. I, I, that's why I want to clarify some things here. I was good and drunk, and, I, and I, I, I told her, I am tired of being at war with myself. I'm tired of being at war with me. I wish I were the kind of person who could believe that, that I can drink and that it's fine because I'm not hurting anybody, but I'm hurting myself, and uh, there's kind of like foggy brownout moments in the evening, and I'm embarrassed, and I feel 
awful and I wonder what my in-laws think of me and I'm sloppy in the nights and it's just, I, I hated me. I absolutely hated myself and I hated thinking about what Ashley was thinking about me. Um, and so I, I took what was left of the mug of coffee or excuse me, coffee, yeah, isn't that nice? Coffee gets you so drunk <laughs> of beer and I flung it out on the street uh, and I haven't had a drink since. And now time for a little ad break. Have you ever heard of the Luke and Time Mysteries? If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have. The host is also the author. The Luke and Time Mysteries are for anybody who likes a little R-rated action with a bit of magic, as well as characters who do incredibly unlikely things, such as drink two gallons of bourbon in a single sitting. It's local. It's place-driven. It's voicey. It's hard-boiled. And where does all of Lyle's food come from? Find out these details and more when you buy the Luke and Time Mysteries. Click the link in the show notes, and we have every format available. Don't miss your chance to get a 60% discount just for being a podcast listener. Now back to the show. Not because I'm going to go to AA and say I'm an alcoholic. I think that um, it's an amazing program. It's not for me. I don't think it ever was. But because what I realized in that moment, and there's something, oh my goodness, interesting there as well. How is it, if you, if you are the kind of person who drinks or maybe uses uh, marijuana or any other kind of drug, how is it that you can have sober moments inside of the intoxication? That in and of itself is worth exploring because uh, there's other stories I tell. If you've ever read my book, The Stories of Bogey, there's a moment in there where I talk about uh, a very, very sober moment when I was very, very drunk as a teenager um, and went on to do something that I deeply regretted. Uh, and I think I still do regret well, I don't regret it anymore. I still look at it as um, not optimal. <laughs> but um, I think it's because our consciousness is not tied to, uh, like our awareness, I should say. Our awareness is not tied to our, our mind and our body. I think that our awareness sometimes is able to withdraw um, and observe ourself. And then we're able to have these very sober thoughts about ourselves. So with that in mind, I think that's what happened that night is I looked at me and I said, the reason that I am failing and the reason, like, again, I would rather not sell books and be the kind of person that is in line with the way that I think I should be than to sell books and be the douchebag. That was really where my thoughts were that, 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 that day. I actually sold a set of books that day. It was the next day that I sold no books. So after making the commitment, and I'm done drinking. I sold no books the following day. I also descended into this very deep analytical place in my mind to reflect on what I was doing, feel sorry for myself, feel frustrated with myself, feel massively embarrassed at phone calls I had made, conversations I'd had, some of which I didn't even remember. Uh, I called it an old friend who I'm estranged with, um, his choice, not mine, and left a message. I did some stupid, stupid stuff. Drunk dialing, hey, some of us have done that, and some of us can relate right now and laugh. Um, I'm starting to kind of laugh at it. I am recognizing it for what it was as an inflection point, a turning point for me, and um, I've had a, a fantastic week since since that day. Um, and so I kind of crawled my way through Saturday, um, went to my son's football game. It was a lot of fun, enjoyed it. Uh, and Sunday, I started to come around, seen a couple book sales. 
On Monday, I was listening to, and this will make more sense once you've listened to the time travel episode, but I was listening to Dr. Joe Vitale, The Fifth Phrase, um, another book where I'm like, I don't know if I like this guy, but I really like some of the stuff that he brings to the table for me to think about. Uh, and at one part, this is crazy. At one part, he says, um, I convinced myself that the more money I spend, the more money I receive. And instantaneously on Monday, as soon as I heard that, I stopped everything I was doing. I went up to my Facebook ads. I changed them from $58 a day to $101 a day. And then I went back about my business. And I'm freaking out internally because I'm not selling enough books to have made that leap. I'm not profitable. Things are not going as they should be. But I thought, I believe this to be true. I think that for some reason that was spoken to me. The more money I spend, the more money I receive. Uh, and I've sold absurd amounts of books. Uh, I've been I've been profitable several of the days. I've been within you know blinking distance of profitable several of the other days. Uh, and I'm on pace to break out of learning mode and sell a ton of books. And things are going really well. And I, you know what? You can think what you wish. You can absolutely think what you wish that maybe that one change changed everything and it's, it's not me, it's not my energy, it's not my joy, it's not my belief, it's not my freedom of spirit, it's not my alignment with who I know I am. It's none of those things. It's just the algorithm being more optimal at $101 and I'm not going to argue with you one way or another. You may believe whatever you wish, but what I know to be true is that things changed massively in the moment that I started to listen to what I was hearing, that there is a voice or there is an energy, there's a something that is pushing at your awareness, telling you things. And when you leap into those things and behave in alignment with what you're hearing, amazing stuff happens and there's no way to explain it uh, that makes any logical sense to me. For context, I've tried the $100 spend method before and just gotten leveled, crushed, lost a ton of money, hung in there for almost a week. And I was so beaten up by losing so much money so fast. I mean, that's a lot of money to me. There are probably some of you who are listening who are like, 100 bucks a day is nothing. For me, it's something. Um, and to, to, to see like I'm losing $80 a day or more was, was I just was like, I can't, I can't afford to do this. I can't do this to my family. So making that jump back up, I had that context and I had that kind of freak out moment. But I said, you know what? Book sales come frequently. Book sales, uh, let's see, because <laughs> it's actually something I say all the time and when I'm on the spot, I can't say it right. Uh, book sales come frequent, come easily and frequently. Book sales come easily and frequently. And I just, I repeat that to myself throughout the day um, and try to have a lot of gratitude. Uh, I do monitor my, my sales page for ammo uh, sometimes throughout the day. Oftentimes I'll look at it maybe once in the morning, once in the evening. I have two variants going right now to try to decide which one is the best. They're both uh, up around 15% conversion. I can't decide which one is better yet. They like they flip-flopped several times, so I'm just leaving both of the variants running. That'd make more sense to you if you're in the ammo program, but if you're not, Steve has this amazing, uh, just very methodical, thoughtful, logical way of, of interacting with Facebook. And I see that as all being part of this journey. So... Now I'm going to go back to my conversation with Andy Pizza. If you've heard it, uh, great, you get it. If you have not heard it, 
totally fine. He says, and it's around minute 47 of that podcast conversation, uh, the secret is really cool, but it's kind of like saying, here, this is the Kama Sutra, that's your parenting manual. Like, yes, technically you'll become a parent if you follow that part of things, but it doesn't tell you anything about how to be a parent. He's comparing that to the secret. Like, here's the way that you want to shape your inner life in order to welcome abundance into your life, but believing that just welcoming abundance makes something happen is absurd. I agree with him. I think that it can be hard for somebody who's inside of a moment to take stock of everything that is happening. And so I'm writing every day. I'm writing more than I have in a long time. I just finished the 24-7 of a Russian named Ruskov. I'm in the edits as we speak. I'm going to send it off to my friend Heather. Probably after that, my friend Shane, if he's willing. Shane, if you're listening and you're willing, let me know. Otherwise, I'll email you soon. Um, and, and get this bad boy in shape and ready to go running a Kickstarter. It's a successful Kickstarter. Uh, I am still advertising on Facebook. I've been talking about the different things I'm doing just from a physical perspective to make it more successful. So I'm doing all the actions. However, uh, I'm not freaking out about it. Just like I'm going to talk to you, uh, in the, in the time leap part of this episode. Um, I am not going all crazy if things don't feel like they're working out. Yesterday, in fact, is a really good example of this. This has never happened to me in the history of ammo. But yesterday, uh, I had a, a sale early. I was walking the dog. It was 6 a.m. It was kind of chilly, so I had my hands in my pocket, and my phone is in my pocket, so my hand was kind of wrapped around it. Felt it vibrate, looked, book sale. Shopify notifies me. I could turn that off, but I don't. So, cool. All right, I've got a book sale at 6 a.m. in the morning. Walking the dog, feeling good, doing my affirmations. You know, book sales come easily and frequently, feeling really good. Uh, and I go throughout the day, I get another one at about 10 o'clock and I'm feeling happy. I'm like, awesome, I'm on track. And as I'm going through the day, then there's this long stretch of hours where I don't get any book sales. And I'm starting to go into that place in my mind where I'm panicking. I'm like, I know the pace I have to go in order to be profitable. And so as we're getting close to dinner time, I still only have two sales. That's about $30. So I'm going to be $70 out if I don't bring in any more sales. Um, and I just, I'd like, I had this inner chaos and I was trying to tell myself, everything is fine. Everything is fine. Everything is okay. Everything is okay. Along the way, I looked at Shopify and up to dinner time through dinner, I had six abandoned checkouts. That means that people went far enough in the process with Shopify that they entered their credit card number and they entered their name, their email address and everything. But before they hit confirm purchase, they had second thoughts and walked away. That has to happen in order for me to see that I have an abandoned checkout. I had, what did I say? I, 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 so I ended the day, I'm trying to think, I ended the day with seven more abandoned checkouts than I've ever had threefold. Two's the most I've ever had in a single day. I had seven yesterday. And there was a moment before my wife and I went for our walk. We go for a walk every evening. Now I walk the dog in the morning and I walk with my wife. It keeps me healthy, wealthy, blah, blah, blah. You do it too. I would advise if you're not walking or exercising, do it. It's awesome. I love it. And it's also a great time to spend with your spouse if you have one or significant other or child, you know, whatever. It's great. I love it. You should try it. Anyway. There was a moment, I think, right after the, the walk that I thought, hey, this is worth being grateful for. Seven people were so drawn into my website and my sales page that they were just about to buy. I don't know the reasons they didn't. I really don't. Maybe it was all of the doubt swirling around me. Maybe it was all of the, 
the panic and the desperation that I had in me. I'm really not sure. But whatever it was, I was sitting outside after the walk, cooling down, and I'm thinking, all right, it's okay. This is a win. I'm grateful. And a book sale came in. And before I went to bed, another book sale came in. So I ended up with four book sales yesterday. Like I said, seven abandoned carts. And I came up with something. I'm not going to share it with you right now. It's a little private. It's a little special, but it's a kind of another thing that I'm saying to myself right now. Uh, and when I woke up this morning, I already had three book sales. I had a book sale at 12.07 a.m. Had I had that sale yesterday, I would have been, like I said, in spitting distance of profitable, but I had it at 12.07. Then I had one at three and another one at 3.30, something like that. I woke up to three book sales this morning, which is, again, I've never had that happen. Um, and I'm not, again, I'm just not doing anything crazy here, people. I am working the ammo program and uh, it, it's great, but I can hear another voice in my head saying, well, Jody, you're happy because you're selling books and therefore you feel good. What came first, the chicken or the egg? I can tell you with certainty <laughs> in this case that if you are the kind of person who's thinking I'm happy because I'm selling books, you're not paying attention. I got happy before I started selling books. I stopped selling books when I lost my happiness. I got happy. I sold books. I lost happiness. I didn't sell books. I got happy again and I sold books. You gotta get happy. Call that woo-woo if you want. Do all the stuff. Do all the work. Be attentive. Write the books. Care. Give a damn. But get happy. It's more of a choice than, than I can ever possibly say. So I'm going to put you now into the time machine. I'm going to shoot you out the other side. It's going to be every bit as woo-woo. And the context may be fun for you. Sorry about the audio quality one more time. Thank you so much uh, for being a podcast listener to TRBM. Check out Ammo if you haven't. Buy my books if you haven't. Uh, I was laughing out loud as I was editing through the draft of the 24-7 of a Russian named Ruskov. It is by far the most absurd of the, the trio. Uh, and I have this sense that they're just going to continue to get more absurd. Um, but I think it pays off. I really do. I feel, I feel so grateful for this experience. And I think you will too. Thanks one last time because I just can't say thank you enough for being a podcast listener to TRBM. Here you go into the time machine. Woo! I am going to guess that the audio here is not going to be top-notch, but I've been making every effort to give you the most inspired podcast that I possibly can, uh, and so I am hands-free driving to Cincinnati for the Cincinnati Comic Expo to learn how to sell paperbacks and physical copies of books from David and Lydia Scherer. I interviewed David not long ago on this podcast. I would encourage you to listen to that episode. Uh, he and his wife are doing amazing things, and I am so excited to learn from them. I'll definitely give you a recap of how the weekend goes, and uh, by the time you're hearing this, you will have seen some pictures of the event um, and probably some stuff on social media if you follow me there uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, 
and occasionally, very, very occasionally, TikTok. Uh, what I was inspired to talk to you about right now is something that has absolutely changed my life. Um, and I can't pronounce the actual name of it. I'm not even gonna try right now. But uh, there is a book by a guy named Joe Vitale uh, about clearing or getting to zero. Um, and it's based on the practice of a Hawaiian doctor. You know, it's funny because just recently, some of my podcasts on Mondays have not entirely uh, connected with book marketing. And that is because I have learned something really strange that I don't know if you're going to believe me or not, but the biggest thing I ever did for my book marketing was to stop freaking out about book marketing. Uh, I still do the things that I did before. Uh, I am still paying, in fact, I'm paying $58 in some sense every single day to advertise my books on Facebook. Um, and every day throughout the day, if I have inspiration about something that I should do to make my ads better uh, or make my sales page better, then I will review that and I will look at the statistics and make an informed decision based on what I'm seeing. Uh, and the weird thing is, is I am using statistics. I am using ammo in every way, but I rarely do anything. <laughs> I rarely make any changes right now. It is counterintuitive. Uh, even the program, no, okay. <laughs> Let me say, I came to the program thinking the more changes I made, the faster I made them, the better things would go. And it took me forever to get profitable, to find a configuration that worked. I tried to recreate the program with my own aesthetic, what I thought looked pretty in my own way, because I thought that I was smarter and better um, and I discovered the law of attraction. I've mentioned many times on this podcast, uh, someone I admire deeply, Dr. Tara Swartbeber, uh, and she's just getting ready to start a second season. She'll be a guest on this podcast in the near future. Um, and yeah, so she, she researches the science behind the law of attraction. There are some people who don't think that this is real. If you want to start from a place of scientific proof, I would really encourage you to listen to her podcast, Reinvent Yourself. It's a great starting point to start to understand what the law of attraction is. Because it's not, it's not just all woo-woo weirdness. There really is science behind it. But there also is some woo-woo. And that's part of what I want to talk to you about today. Um, this book that Joe Vitale wrote, uh, I almost have a hard time recommending it because it feels so salesy, but it's about this really simple process of four things. And I'm going to give you the four things and then I'm going to share with you a little bit about how I've applied it in my life and how I think that it has massively affected my book marketing and how I think that it can not only affect your book marketing, but change your life. Uh, so sometimes great things come in weird packages. And that is the case with this book because, you know, on first blush, like part of it, I was listening to it and 
there in the middle section is all of these testimonials about the book itself and the process and how people's lives have changed. And I was like, why am I reading a book that has testimonials in it? Like I've already, I'm already committed to the book. I'm reading the book. You don't need to tell me why I should be reading the book. And yet the book has value. So this four step process that has changed so much for me, it's really simple. It's gonna sound to you too simple to really cause any change. But if you do it, if you try it, uh, if you really give into it, I can't even begin to describe what will change. So, all right, I've held off as long as I can. Um, I really haven't held off actually, I've just tried to set the stage. Here it is. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I thank you. That's it. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I thank you. You go through those four statements and it doesn't matter what you're aiming at. A lot of times, and this drive to, to Cincinnati, uh, I did it last night before I stopped at the, the truck stop to get a, a few hours of sleep, and I've been doing it all this morning, and I finally just realized I really have to get this into podcast, even if the uh, audio quality is, is not the best, because I won't have this moment back. I'm going to continue to do this, but this that I am feeling right now is the only time I'll ever feel it so fresh, because as with all things, when you become habituated, you can lose some of the sense of awe. There's no chance that I won't be grateful for this practice tomorrow or the next day or in 10 years because it's changed me uh, irrefutably, irrevocably, all the years, uh, all the permanences. It has changed me and it will change you. And it has changed my book marketing. It has led to more book sales. It has revolutionized my brain, my mind. What happens, as much as I've experienced so far, is that as you massage and bake this into your life, things come up. As you're driving, maybe you get irritated that somebody cuts you off, or there's been a, a couple of times that somebody has come up really fast in the right-hand lane as I'm following somebody who's going slower than I wish in the left hand, and uh, it's because we're passing somebody, uh, you know, and so they're trying to sneak in that little slot right in front of me between the car that I am following so that they can, you know, save that extra amount of time. You've, you've probably been in that situation before, uh, and I imagine that some of you are frustrated by that as well. And then you say, I love you to that driver, I am sorry for my anger. I am sorry for my anger toward you. I am sorry that I have been the kind of person who has put myself first and neglected other people so that I could get what I wanted with no thought of what you needed or wanted. Please forgive me. Thank you. That's one example of how that works out. Sometimes I don't go into depth like that. Sometimes I'm just literally looking at people driving around and saying, 
I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I thank you. Knowing that there are things in my life that I have done incorrectly, knowing that there are things in my life that have gone poorly for me because of my own choices, it's this radical way of taking responsibility for what's in our lives, but also in this strange way of knowing that I am taking responsibility for every person's life in doing this. And this is where it gets woo-woo and sounds crazy, but you're not apologizing for what you've done wrong only. You are recognizing that another person has done something and you're recognizing that wrongness existing and you're apologizing in essence for both of you knowing that when you enter this state of being you are helping the other person that's where I think this gets mystical and weird and I think I risk some people listening to this podcast right now being like well this is not for me uh I was coming here to get a couple of tips on how to make a Facebook ad run better or sell some books into libraries. I get you. I know. I understand. I can't explain why doing this works, but I can tell you that I've done less advertising uh, with effort over the past several weeks than ever before, and I have sold more books, I mean exponentially more books just through gratitude and this love process. So it's hard to explain, but I know that it will change everything for you. And if, excuse me, (laughs) if only one of you listening uh, leaves this podcast with uh, the desire to try this. I would recommend find the book by Joe Vitale. Uh, I will uh, make an amendment or an addendum to the podcast so that uh, I name the book and give you a link to it. I uh, borrowed it from my library. If you don't use Libby and Hoopla and you have those resources, I highly recommend them. You can listen to so many audiobooks. It is lovely. And... So, I guess in an act of trying to um, model what's happening right now, I want you listeners to know that I love you. I love you, and I am sorry that I have used you with the intention of making myself famous with the intention of growing my brand and my name. I am sorry that I have used you for my expansion. It was selfish of me. It was wrong of me. And I hope that you'll forgive me for the episodes uh, that I have released that have been selfish for my own ego 
and that have been a waste of your time. Please forgive me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of TRBM in this crazy journey that I'm on. Uh, until next time. Thank you for listening to TRBM. The theme music was provided by the ever-talented Christopher Talon. And hey, if you liked what you heard, share this show with other readers because what's the point of telling stories if nobody's listening?